Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, 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 my loves. So we're dealing with introverts like now and, um, and it's exhausting. So how do you deal with it? I mean, like, honestly, I think one of my favorite things I've heard today was the dreadmill. And that is from our guest, Jen Liddy. And it's how about we're exhausted about the efforts of marketing. So one thing about introverts is, especially as entrepreneurs, we're constantly trying to do more, be more, be told we have to be in like seven or eight places, do everything we're supposed to be doing. Just like, hey, post 10 times a day, be on 27 platforms, like do the TikTok dances, do the YouTube, do the Twitter, do the Facebook, the Instagram. And then let's see what else can come up. Oh, by the way, Instagram now has reels and stories and videos and so does Facebook and then TikTok now has stories and then you have why aren't you not on LinkedIn it becomes overwhelming especially when I look at my phone and I'm in social media so I do have all the apps because I like to review it all I have over 30 social media apps on my phone and I've managed to come up with systems to deal with it but then it comes down to content creation hey I'm a business owner I need to create content Where's my client? What do I need to do? Do I need to do videos? Do I need to do pictures? Do I need to do text? Do I need to do short stories? Do I need to do blogs? Do I need to do newsletters? Oh my gosh. Okay, anyone else overwhelmed? Anyone else thinking, oh my God, what the hell? So I have a guest today. Her name's Jen Liddy. And she said this phrase, and I absolutely love it. And it's the dreadmill. We get on this dreadmill. It's like, oh God, I've got to do it again. Okay, so good morning, Monday. Let's see, six posts to do for this. Now I can't do the same post for here and I can't do the same post. For... And before you've even posted one thing for your business or scheduled one thing for your business, you've already overwhelmed three hours in and just going, ugh, I can't. So I want to welcome Jen. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Good morning, good morning Karen. I'm really <laughs> glad to be here talking to your audience. I was going to say, I just love that you call it the dreadmill because that is exactly what it is. I know. It's that ongoing, like, got to keep moving, got to keep going. You specialize in helping people get off the dreadmill and feel more empowered in their content creation and coming up with systems and ways to do it in a way that they can be effective and authentic but not feel like they have to spend 40 hours a week just creating content and then another 15 posting it, then another 25 reacting to it. And a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way. What was it that made you go, hey, this is a problem? Um, Well, I am a highly extroverted person, which means introverts like to have me around because I do the heavy lifting for them. And, um, 
the good thing about being married to an introvert and having all of my best friends be introverts is that I've learned a lot about introverts and how they need to be talked with and treated and their energy is so different than an extrovert's energy. And so by being surrounded by introverts in my life and in my business, I just noticed that the, this content creation, it's a non-negotiable. We need to do it in some form or another for our businesses. And that might mean uh, your content is coming from a stage or your content is coming from a networking or your content is coming from social media or a podcast or whatever it is. But we're all doing content creation. What I was finding was it was really depleting my very introverted client base and audience base. And I was like, how can I make this easier for the introverts so that they can maintain their energy? Because this is all about making sure that our energy doesn't leak out, seep out. And then of course, not depleting us so that we can actually make the impact in our world. That's why we're in business to make money and make an impact, but we can't do it if we're exhausted. So I created this system. It's I'm going to, what I'm going to teach everybody today is highly customizable based on your brain, your style, your personality, your preferences. And there is no one size fits all. I want to start by saying there is no one recipe for content creation that works for everybody, even for the extroverts listening. Like this is really highly personalized. You have to make a system. And if you're somebody who's like rages against system or planning, um, then call it something else. But it's a way to create content that feels good for you and also helps you show up consistently and regularly. So you can develop a relationship with your audience. You know, absolutely. I was gonna say, there was so many things out there about systems and creating marketing plans that they can be very overwhelming. I remember when I first started in business, I was looking for a system to do my social media marketing, to learn about it, to grow. And I came across one, it's like the most successful people use this system. And it was Gary Vaynerchuk's system. And if you're aware of that, he actually encourages over a hundred pieces of content a day. And I was reading through that going, uh, oh. it's not sustainable if you have, if you don't have a, um, not only if you don't have a system, if you don't have a, a team, if you don't have people with their hands at your back who are, you can hand stuff off to, that is a hundred thousand percent unsustainable. So everything we're going to talk about today is about creating a sustainable, realistic system or way for you to create content. And the, there's one little thing I want to make sure we are all on the same page about. A lot of people equate content with social media. And I want to just clear that up. Social media is a tool to help you get your voice out there. If you don't like social media, it doesn't have to be one of your tools. And also if you're trying to be on every social media platform and every other platform, for example, YouTube and um, a podcast and you send a weekly email and you're also on LinkedIn and you're on Pinterest and you're now on TikTok, like, you're going to burn out. So I want everybody to understand when I'm talking about content, one of the very first things we're gonna talk about is what platforms are best for you. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I really wanted to get that out of the way because everybody thinks, well, a lot of people think content equals social media and social media equals content. And that's, that's a lie. Absolutely. And I know for myself, I started with just Facebook. That's all I was on, just the one. And if, if my audience doesn't know, I actually have a team of virtual assistants behind me now. So half the time on some of the other social medias that are not as 
big for me is Facebook. It's not even me. I have a team doing it for me. And that is one of my things that I did as an introvert was, okay, I need to let somebody else do some of the lifting for me. And that's, so when you see somebody that's everywhere, I will guarantee they're either very extroverted, don't need to sleep, or they have a team. 100%. So don't look at somebody else and go, but they're doing this, so I have to. And I'm very open about the fact that I I have two people that handle most of my stuff for me, which is amazing. And I adore them both, but it makes my life easier. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you said first things first, where should you be? Well, let's, let's actually dive into what is content. Because I do think a lot of people have the same, well, content is me posting on social media. I know that's not the case. Content creation is also hand in hand with copywriting and all these other technical terms that we can throw out there that sound really overwhelming and insanely marketing and businessy. But nuts and bolts, what is content? Well, content is the information, the message that you're putting out into the world. I mean, your Instagram profile, that is content. Um, a webinar that you are giving, a masterclass that you're giving, all of its content. Content is something you're putting out into the world. It doesn't even always have to be written. It could be your speaking voice. It could be a video. It could be um, a set of slides that you've created. It could be, um, you know, a visual, a graphic, a, a photo. You don't have to consider, you know, uh, content is a blog or content is a post content is like what you're putting out there to connect with your audience, to let them know, I see your problem. I know you want this solution. Here's why you can trust me. Let's develop a relationship. And the other thing that's interesting about content for introverts is who's better at developing relationships than introverts. They are quite good at it because they, they don't want to stay on the surface skittering around. They want to go deeper with people and connect. And that's what they're quite excellent at. So if you as an introvert can think of my content is designed to help me connect because a lot of people are told your content is supposed to convert which it should, of course, eventually, like that's why you're in business. We want to convert audience members to customers, but it doesn't happen quickly. And people who are telling you that are full of it, or they have enormous audiences. And you're again, comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 37 and a half, right? So your, your goal of your content, no matter what kind of content it is, is to connect so it can eventually convert. That's what we want. Exactly. And the content, it, I, I like to tell people, you can go to the content that feels right for you. I know some introverts are like, I can't do video. No, I can't go Facebook Live. I can't do a YouTube video. Okay, then don't. Right. If you're happier writing, write. If right. you're happier taking pictures, take pictures. Your content does not have to follow what other people say it needs to follow. It needs to feel congruent with who you are and that doesn't mean that just because you won't take videos now that you won't be taking them in two years from now you're allowed to grow into that or change into that or step into that but the best place to start is where are you the most comfortable what is your most comfortable medium to express your voice well that's very true and a lot of people will tell themselves immediately 
but that's not enough. That's not enough. And I need to do more. And so if you can kind of catch yourself before you go into the butts, then you're fine. So let's just, so do you want me to go into the five steps for you and talk about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. What is step one? I need to know. <laughs> step one is they're all questions. They're just very simple questions. The first question is one that most people don't ask themselves when it comes to creating content, which is why the hell am I creating this content in the first place? And so this is where you really want to assess the purpose or the intention behind your content. So think about what's going on in your business over the next four, six, eight weeks. Are you merely at the point where you're growing your audience? Then that's all you're working on. You don't, you can't grow an audience and nurture an audience and convert an audience all at the same time. So Maybe you have a free training coming up and for the next four to six to eight weeks, you're seeding that training and that's the reason you're creating content, right? Or maybe you have a program that you want people to buy into. You want to convert people and you've already got your audience set. So step one is why am I creating this content? And that is, then we reverse engineer from there. So all of us are on a different path in the basic, uh, you know, in our businesses at different times of the year, we're kind of going up and down the roller coaster. And at some times of the year, you're really trying to push people into a program and attract the right people. And at other times you're just trying to grow your audience again. So just give yourself a break and stop trying to get your, your content to do everything for you. It can do a heavy lift, but it can't do everything at the same time. So that's where, that's the first question. And this is a good thing for introverts because we tend to need a purpose behind what we're doing. When I look at a lot of introverted entrepreneurs, we always have a purpose behind what we're doing. It's not, most time when I'm talking, it's not, oh, I wanted to make money. It's no, I wanted to help these people do this. Yeah. So this is a great place to put those questions in. What is it that you're trying to achieve with your life as well with this? Because that allows you to be more authentic. Okay, so we have the why. We know that, uh, let's for this example, let's say we're building. We'll talk yep. to the new people. So we okay. decide we're building. We have our purpose. We know why we're doing it. What's step two? Step two is where do you want to be? So where's your home base platform? So what this is, this is really kind of going back to something you said earlier, Karen, which was, okay, if you don't like writing, why are you doing a blog? That should not be your home base platform. So I want you to think about that place that's the most comfortable for you, a fun-ish place for you to create content. Maybe you love doing reels. Maybe you love doing Instagram stories. Maybe you love writing or you love being on video. That's your home base. That's the place you're going to create most of your content Four, right? That's it. So uh, you don't have to be everywhere. If you're exhausted trying to be everywhere, just lean in. So the, it's kind of the nexus between where is my audience and where do I like to be? That that point is leaning in, lean into that place. So that's, we know why we're creating it. We don't have to think about that for the next four to six to eight weeks. And now we know where we're going to put it. We're going to repurpose it later. I'll talk about that in step five, but first just think about what's that big piece that you can create. And then we can chop it up later, lean into that. So that's this part that's step two. Perfect. And like we said, all these people like, no, you need to be on these 10 platforms. No, don't be. Don't Not worry if you don't about have a team. Don't, no, don't worry about it. That's just going to stress you out, make you tired, make you exhausted. And within six weeks of doing that, you'll be like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm done. That's right. So focus on one. So what we have is we're going to find out why. We're going to find out where. So what's three? 
<laughs> what should I be saying now that I know why I'm talking and where I'm going to be talking? What the hell should I be saying? This is where we're going to spend a little bit of time here. So based on what the purpose is, you know, why you're doing this, your audience needs some specific information, right? Like they need um, there's probably mindset shifts that they have to have, or maybe they need a little bit of information or they need to have some myths busted, or there's some topics that you need to talk about to help them get what you want them to do. Right. And this is where I want you to think about instead of fire hosing your audience with every single thing they need to know about this topic or about this issue or about this problem, just choose one and think of it like an umbrella. So for example, my audience always needs to know about calls to action. And I, I mean, it's a pretty foundational thing. And in your audience, there's a pretty foundational thing that people need to hear over and over again. So I'll take like, for example, if I'll take calls to action, it seems like it could just be one topic, but there's actually many, many, many subtopics under just calls to action. I could talk about what is a call to action? How do you use calls to action? What are some alternative calls to action? What are some myths around using calls to action? In fact, if you're not using calls to action, you're actually doing a disservice to your audience. I could talk all about that. I could talk about an experience I had using calls to action or a success story of a client who's used calls to action. Now, if I tried to say all of that in one video or one blog post, it would be incredibly long. Nobody has the capacity to wade through incredibly long videos, blog posts, social media posts, et cetera. So take that umbrella topic and break it down. You could break it down into probably four, five, six topics. Sometimes my clients can even break things down into eight topics and they have two months of content for their home base and they can really like play with it then. And then they're not fire hosing their audience. They're doing what I call giving them fish food. Instead, they give a little bit of fish food at the top. People come up, they take it, they nibble on it in their little castle in the, in the pebbles. And then when they're ready, they come back for more. It really, it serves you because you've just four, six, 10 X your content, but it really serves your audience because they don't have to like wade through a very heavy piece of content. And they're served by you. Now, at this point, most people will say to me, but won't my audience get bored hearing me talk about the same thing for a month? No. Think about the people who live in your house who don't remember to pick up their socks or put their toothpaste caps on or put the toilet seat down. Like people need to be told things a thousand times in a thousand different ways. And if you're giving it to them with different examples and visuals and stories and little nuggets, they're not going to get bored. They're going to be like, oh, I finally got it. So step three, what should I say? I always encourage people to use that umbrella method because it basically takes what you have to say and it extends it and it helps your audience connect with you because they're actually reading your stuff or listening to your stuff. You see, that reminds me of a couple of things right there. It's like you were saying using the goldfish that they go up and nibble. I believe it was Harvard did a study that proved that as humans, we actually have less of a tension span than a goldfish. Like a goldfish has seven seconds and we have six. <laughs> so stop trying to create these, stop trying to create these obscenely long training videos or content because they're going to get bored in five minutes. Right. That's just the way we are. 
right now. We're just, you have to meet people where they are and you can rage about it and you can be annoyed about it. But remember, if you're an introvert, your goal is to save your energy. And so stop trying to do more than you need to do. Be on the right platform for you. Talk about the things that your audience needs to hear and give it out to them in fish food. Yeah. And the other part of that is we want your people to be attracted to you, not random people, your people. Think about your kid. And you were saying about picking up stuff. How many times can your kid tell you about Minecraft? It's like, <laughs> oh, your know, Roblox or a YouTube channel or something that they can go on for hours and they expect you not to be bored because that's what's passionate to them. If you're sharing the stuff that's for your audience, they will listen to you over multiple posts, multiple videos, multiple articles, because it's like their Minecraft to them. Yeah, so don't be scared of that. That's right. And so again, we want to attract the right people and repel the people who aren't interested in us. So if you are depleted by a certain thing and you're not doing it anymore and you're really leaning into the content creation that really works for you, it's okay that you're going to let people go who aren't into that because there's going to be other people who are attracted to you. Just kind of have to trust that building an audience will come when you're saying what they need to hear in a way they need to hear it. But frankly, if you're killing yourself and you're putting it out there and you're writing it and you're creating, and then you're so exhausted that you can't be consistent, you're never gonna build the audience. So why not try something that will help you be more consistent so that people can be attracted to you? Perfectly said. So, okay, we know where, we know why, we know where, we know what. Yep. Okay, so what's next? Uh, The hardest one, which is kind of ironic because it's the simplest one, when, are you going to write it? That's the big thing. When are you going to create it or do it? So step four, you now know why, you now know where, you now know what. All that hard stuff is done, but then there's the scheduling piece. When am I going to get this on the calendar? And that's all step four is. You have to carve out time on your calendar. Now, the thing is, um, if you start cheating on yourself and you say, oh, you know, I'll do it on Monday afternoons. And then Monday afternoon comes and you choose to like go clean out the cat box rather than do your content. You just cheated on yourself. So I have to ask people here in step four, what are the times of day where you have the most energy? What are the times of day that you're most creative? And what are the times of day that people will leave you the hell alone so that you can actually get it done? And so you put it onto your calendar. It's like a non-negotiable. I think of my content creation time as... There's several things that I have to get done if they're on my calendar. If I reschedule my hair appointment, um, I'm up the creek because I'm 100% gray and I have to get my hair colored or else I'm going to be gray. So like, I don't mess around with my hair colorist because if I lose one of my sessions, it's really hard to get back on her schedule. Um, The other thing, or I think of it as like an appointment at the gynecologist. If I miss that appointment, like, do you know how hard it is to get back in? So I think of my content creation time on my calendar, it's blocked out um, as a non-negotiable time. The other thing is stop letting the content creation take as much time as it takes. The, a better question is how much time are you going to give it? Because this is where perfectionism comes in and um, tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. It's talk about a goldfish. You know how the, like, it's like the goldfish will just fill up the size of the bowl Versus you have to tell yourself, like, I'm writing a blog or I'm recording five reels. 
I'm giving it an hour. That's what I have. Or I'm giving it two hours a week or whatever it is. Um, but the goal is get it on the calendar and get it done. That's the hardest part for people. And so you can have an accountability buddy where you're like, get on a call and do an account, like a silent accountability time where you're just implementing and working. Um, you know, or you can have, you know, time where you've, uh, you know, you have to, uh, you have to say to somebody else, this is what I did today, but some people really need that external accountability. And the other part of this is, so we're saying to put your content creation on. And one of the things that I teach is your calendar is going to be a golden rule. And I find that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, they forget to put things like eat, yeah, yeah, yeah. sleep. And you know what happens when you're not putting all your normal life stuff on your calendar? It gets overwhelming and you start digging into your business time because you fill up your calendar with business and you don't have time to live. So make sure you put in your living time there too, because it will allow you to be more focused when you have that content creation. Because you're not going, oh, I need to do content creation, but I need to do laundry and I need to do the dishes and I need to vacuum the floor. So use your calendar as a best friend telling you what you need to do. Because otherwise you've got to really just dive off the rails. Yep. So we now know when. Yeah. You, you, and you get to decide when. That's the thing. You get yeah. to decide. But it's a non-negotiable. It has to be on the calendar. Absolutely. I would say of the entire system, that's the one thing that's really not negotiable. But um, you do get to choose when, where, and how to get it on the calendar. So moving on to step five, this is where you know we've got everything already done, your pieces written or recorded or whatever. Now, how else can you use it? And that's the fifth question. How else can you use it? Repurposing seems to be a mystery to people. So let's demystify it. Um, Repurposing does not mean taking the same thing and splattering it everywhere. You have to consider the different platforms that you're on. But if you've already created something, why not reuse it and repurpose it in as many ways as possible? For example, if there was a quote from an interview. So for example, in this interview, you could take a, a quote out, some, like a nugget that you really loved, and that could become... You could take five of those out and that could become graphics that might go on Pinterest. You're then you could take everything we said and have it uploaded to get it done in a transcript. And that could be a blog post that lives on your website, right? You could clean it up and send it to a blog post. Then your Pinterest that you posted could go back to that blog post or your Pinterest could um, take this, take the person to YouTube to watch the whole thing on YouTube. Um, you could take a nugget of our conversation and make it an audiogram and have it be an audio reel or an audio post on Instagram. You could take a paragraph out of here and use that on LinkedIn and have that be a post on LinkedIn, linking people back to the whole blog or back to the entire recording. You do want things to be iterative in that they're kind of linking to someplace else to drive people to your home real estate whether that's, you know, your podcast or your website or your blog or whatever. Um, but you really don't want to just splatter things around. But you, if you just get practiced at it, a piece of content can actually be repurposed hundreds of ways, kind of like what you were talking about with Gary Vee. It really, at that point, depends on your 
capacity. So at the beginning of our call, we talked about your home base content. That's the main place you're making it for. If you're working by yourself, then maybe choose one or two additional platforms to repurpose to. And again, where are you getting traffic? Where are your people? Like if, if Facebook is a ghost town, maybe that's not an additional platform for you, right? Um, if you hate being on reels, it doesn't have to be reels, but it certainly could be a static post on Instagram. So just start thinking about what's one or two additional platforms. And if you do have a team, then you can start directing them what are the platforms that make the most sense and how can we pluck as much goodness from this one rich piece of content and pull out a quote or a sentence or a paragraph or a visual and make it work for us to meet many more people's needs. Because if you might be an audio learner, somebody else might be a visual learner. If you prefer audio and somebody else prefers to read, you know, we have to, if you have the capacity, that's, that's when you wanna use repurposing. Absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite things is to take quotes and then post them as text on Twitter mm. because that's just a quote. It's something that was said. And then you direct them right back to the interview or the podcast or the video. Yeah. And it's just a short little thing. And it's that bite size that someone goes, oh, hang on. I need to know more. And you're not overwhelming yourself. It's already right. been said. It's already been done. All you're doing is going <laughs> copy, paste, post. That's right. That's right. So keep it simple. I just love this. I love that we've taken one piece of content, we've dialed it down to exactly who we want to talk to, why we want to talk to them, when we're going to talk to them, where we're going to talk to them. And then, okay, so now we've talked to our main person, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit more of that and see if we can help somebody here and here to bring them back to what we're doing. And it's not about, oh, well, now I need to create a whole new audience on this whole new platform. It's how can I bring them back to me? That's right. And, that's right. and I think that's where a lot of people get overwhelmed because they think they have to have multiple audiences yeah. and try and speak. So let, no, you have your audience. That's right. So let's bring it back for introverts because uh, introverts are like, oh, I get this. I love this. I can use this. And now also I need to still do all the things and I'm totally overwhelmed. And how am I going to do this? So let's bring it back. And a couple of things that Karen is saying is really important. Your audience is your audience. You don't have to have constant speaking to everybody. In fact, you're doing yourself a disservice and your audience a disservice. You're just, you're invisible if you're trying to speak to everybody. So the more you can be you, more you-ness is what we're looking for. And the second thing for introverts is that step two, what are my platforms is very important for introverts. They need to be purpose-driven. They need to not be doing stuff that depletes them or that they can't sustain. So it's almost like you need to grant yourself permission to let go of what is not working. And even if it's even if it's where your audience is, but you can't show up there, you have to ask, how can I tweak this to make it work for me? So maybe, you know, like you're trying to do three reels a day because all of the reels experts are telling you do three reels a day and that is completely unsustainable for you. Please just do one or twice a week or three times a week until you build it up. I promise you all of this gets easier, but you have to manage your energy around content or else you're gonna be so flattened that you're not gonna be out there at all. And then you're just gonna be annoyed at yourself and mad at yourself. And you're like, shooting all over yourself. I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. But you can't, none of us can. And just one last thing, if you think that you're doing something wrong or you should be doing it differently and you're comparing yourself to somebody else, please remember they either have a lot of money, 
a lot of ads, a lot of team members, or a lot more experience, or a much huger audience than you do. And comparing is so depleting for anybody, but especially introverts. Yeah, because you may be in chapter one of your story, and they may be in chapter 37. Mm -hmm. They've already had 36 chapters developed. And if you skip those 36 chapters, you're losing out on so much adventure and so much growth for yourself. Yeah, nobody's expecting you to be at that place. And you'll never get there if you're kind of jumping in to the deep end of the pool. So, you know, what can you take away from these five steps? When I say like, what could you let go of? What would give you incredible relief to let go of? What would, when I, if I were to say, permission granted to choose just one platform, what would you choose? What would feel fun-ish? to you? What would feel easy-ish to you? Just start there. I promise the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. In fact, I did a little personal reels challenge back in March. I did 28 days of reels because I hated reels. I was mad at reels. I was pissed off about the whole thing. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm a content creation specialist. This is my job. This is what I have to teach people. So I've got to figure this out. I don't have to love it, but I do need to understand it enough to talk to people about it. So I did a, a challenge and you know what? I found a way to do it myself. I am not singing. I am not lip syncing. I am not dancing. Like I had a hard no for all of those things and I made it my own. And I found a rhythm that worked for me. And over the course of 28 days, I grew my followers. Like I really was able to track the numbers. I grew my followers. I grew my email list. I sold some digital products that I had never sold before. And uh, more importantly, I got way more confident with them and it became so much easier. So you do, you can't even compare yourself on day one to yourself on day 28 because you're going to get better and it's going to take less energy. And when you're a beginner at something, it just sucks the life out of you. And the thing is, people don't really think they, I'm going to, again, put air quotes around the word should. People don't think they should be beginners or they should struggle with content creation because it's like, hey, it's my expertise. It's the, it's my mother tongue. It's the language I speak in. Like, why is this so friggin' hard? Well, it's hard because there's a lot of nuance to it. There's, there's not only like what to say and how to say it and what's too much and what's not enough. There's this, the whole nonsense of like, oh my God, my face has to be on there and I don't want to show my face or I don't like my voice. And then there's the tech stuff, right? Like the, oh my God, all the tech stuff and the stupid hashtags. There's a lot going on. So I just want to give you permission. If it has felt hard, I know, I know. And there's lots of reasons why you don't need to beat yourself up that it feels hard. So how can we make it easier? Because it's non-negotiable. We need content in our business. Right. And just think about kids. Kids start doing something and they don't know, oh, well, I fell over when I tried to walk the first time. Never doing it again. Not happening. Right. It's hard. It sucks. And it sucks. And you're allowed to give yourself that grace to grow. Because yeah. everyone has to start somewhere. We didn't we, we didn't come out being able to speak, dance, sing, walk, run, write. None of that happened to us on day one. Yet most of us take that for granted now. If you're able to do those things. We have to give ourselves grace because nobody else is coming to give it to us. Right. And don't care what other people think. 
which is really hard because your content, it's very vulnerable to put your content out there. They are your words. They are your ideas. They are your likenesses. They are the brand colors you chose. Like it is very, very vulnerable. So when we're talking about all this, you have to feel safe in doing it. So go back through the five steps. Why am I doing this? Where do I want to do it? What do I want to say? When am I going to say it? And how else can I use what I've already done and do that in a way that feels as safe as possible. So if you need to scale way back and you're like, you know what, all I'm going to be doing is sending an email to my list once a week, congratulations and bravo, and get really good at that. And everything that you've created, it can be repurposed later on. Just because you said it in an email doesn't mean in a year from now, you can't use it on Instagram when you're ready to get started on Instagram or TikTok or whatever the hell it is. So remember everything you've created is an asset that you can use again in the future. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to say is evergreen content. Create something once and you can use it for the rest of your business if you need to. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't have an expiration unless you put an expiration on it. Which is why driving people back to stuff you own is really important. That's why you, you know putting it on a putting it somewhere on your website that you own it and people can always go back and find it. That's that's great because reels they feel ephemeral and stories are gone in twenty four hours and Instagram it's boom down the scroll. So try to think about how you can create more sticky content to draw people in. I love that sticky comment content. I love that <laughs> phrase. That just, that just sounds so good. So Jen, if they're like, okay, I think I get it, but I need more help. Yeah. How can they find you? Well, in my content creator studio membership, literally every month we plan your content with you together. We are always getting feedback on your content. We're learning about content, but mostly it's a place to get weekly support with your content. And if you are like, I have all of the ideas or I have none of the ideas, the Content Creator Studio is a place where we help you get it out of your head and out of the ethers and actually into the world in a way that works for you. So you can find more about that at jenliddy.com forward slash studio. Uh, but if you are looking for something right now, then a planner that I have, that's not just one of those BS crappy post a behind the scenes nonsense planner. The planner kind of gives you way more examples of what I talked about today. And you can grab that at jenliddy.com slash content planner. Those are two great places to find me. Perfect. And I'm going to put those links in the show notes so you can check out. I know a planner is... I have a planner and it's my lifeline. Yeah. Because Everybody, I need to jet it out. People tell me, one woman said, she's like, this makes, this makes, um, this makes content creation as easy as drinking a cup of coffee. She had such a cute way of saying it. Yeah. It's so cute. Okay. And we like coffee. So everybody likes coffee. There you go. Well, everybody, everybody, likes coffee. everybody else in the world likes coffee. <laughs> the one other thing that your, if your audience is into audio stuff and they're listening to this, uh, go check out Content Creation Made Easy. It's my podcast where we talk about um, all the ways that content creation can be simpler and more realistic for you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This is fantastic. It has been an absolute pleasure having oh, you on the you. podcast today. Not only did you get one tool, you got, oh my gosh, you got like several tools today because this really will help map it out and some great resources that you can lean into. As always, I'm going to ask you to put in the comments, what is something you're going to take away? What is something that made you go, oh, 
I can do that. Or I'm going to implement that in my business or in my life. Yes, we're talking about business owners and content creation. I want you to also think about how you can use this as a life as well. We all have that that parent or that sibling. So, no, why don't you post more pictures of the kids? Well, guess what? Now you have a tool that you can put into even doing that. <laughs> don't be. <laughs> it's a great format. Jen, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Thank you so Karen. much. I uh, really appreciate you. you today. It was My awesome. pleasure. I hope it was helpful for your audience. It was. Well, Tara for now, and we'll see you soon with some more tools for your toolbox. Bye-bye. Hello, loves, and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success. And we're left wondering like, oh my God, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host.